How often have we allowed the opinion of another person affect what we think of ourselves and the decisions we make? At some point in our lives, most of us have made decisions that are less representative of our authentic desires. A buffer against this external influence is a strong sense of self. Today, we speak with Tuandir, who chose to switch her major from information systems to social work, a move that some may perceive to be a downgrade, but she perceives to be right for her. So, could you introduce you to us? I'm, my name is Tuandir, mm. yes, and then what, what do you want to know? 25 this year, working. Oh, let's hear about your star sign. My Astrology. Star sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm very excited about this kind of topic. I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> oh my God. Could you describe yeah. a Capricorn person to us? Um, hardworking, but a bit stubborn. Which <laughs> is like totally me. Yeah, and then, yeah, no, we're quite driven. Like, mm. we always have to go in mind. Yeah, oh, okay. Really yeah. yeah, and I feel that we have quite a strong exterior. Mm. But actually inside we're like very fragile. <laughs> oh. Okay, now we have two things. You have like very, very driven and you have um what's the other one? Stubborn. Yes. So in terms of drivenness, what are you driving towards for yourself? For myself, I think right now would be um, definitely my career. Mm. So becoming a competent like social worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a sense. And then I'm still figuring out like what I want to do like for my voluntary work. Mm-hmm. And also whether I want to take over my dad's business. Lah, like mm. that I shared with you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so these are a few things that I want to work around. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm still at the... Exploration stage, mm-hmm. let's say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your dad's business for for people who don't know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my dad sells um Hainanese curry rice mm. uh at Tiongbaru area. Mm. Yeah, so he has been wanting me to take over, but at that time, um, which is like a few years ago, like I I was very sure that I wanted to be a social worker. So I keep telling him that, no, I'm not going to take over your business. But right now when I start working, right, I don't know, I kind of feel bad that I'm not like fulfilling my dad's like dream as well. Mm. So I kind of want to find like, is there a way where I can accomplish both? Mm. <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we'll see how. Yeah. See. yeah. Mm. So you recently started working, right? So how has it been so far? Um, so far is, it's all right. I I'm still adjusting. I would mm. say, yeah, because um for social work, right? There, it's like you're going in as a like a blank canvas, and then you don't really know like what are the resources out there. So as you're helping your client, actually you're learning as well, mm. learning what are the processes, how to help them, and also managing your own expectation of how much you can help a person mm. yeah because sometimes there's a lot of systemic barriers yeah. Mm. yeah so this is like out of my control out of client's control so yeah I just try try my best mm. yeah who who are you working with for your job right now because I understand that social workers they work with different groups of people mm. um, what group of people are you working with right now uh, for mine is families mm. Yeah, so um, either individuals who fa- face risk 
or families who face risk. Mm. What, yeah. what, what do you mean by risk? Risk as in like, um, maybe there's like abuse, mm-hmm. violence going on or vulnerable adults mm. or children in the family. Mm. Yeah. I see. What has been the hardest part about this experience? Because it seems like very, very heavy situations to be in. Mm. Yeah. Okay, because I'm just uh I just entered the company. Yeah. So right now I'm just managing um like simple cases. Mm. Yeah, so it's still okay. Mm. But I do feel that like sometimes I'm not like competent enough to help my client. Mm. And then I think one thing that I need to manage is like um sometimes I feel bad, you know, when I cannot um achieve the outcome that I wanted with my client ah. mm. so um so for example like uh one of my clients is like homeless mm. yeah so we had to find like housing for him right mm. and then he keeps getting sick because he he's sleeping outside at the void deck mm. yeah so and then at first when we cannot find like accommodation for him i question myself like is it I'm not doing enough, you know. Mm. I'm not doing yeah. enough or I don't really know what are the resources out there. That's why I cannot find accommodation for my client in a short period of time. Mm. Yeah, but then after that, I realized the harder I try, right? <laughs> then I realized that actually um, it's because of like systems issue, like um, maybe like other, inti- other institutions don't have vacancy for him mm. and as much as I try to push they have mm. to like you know go according to the wait list mm. you know this kind of thing yeah. yeah so it's a bit frustrating yeah then I also need to manage my own emotions that oh actually it's not really my fault mm. yeah and what else can we do to better help my client mm. yeah do y'all have any like support at work or does do like the people who are senior than you like advise y'all on mm. you know how to manage your mm. own emotions and all that I think my company is great mm. like they give you a lot of support like you can ask go around anyone to like ask for advice or ask for like emotional support all this mm. kind of stuff and the good thing about my supervisor is she always let me do my own thing. Like, mm. let me figure out on my own. Mm. She don't, like, directly give me, like, advice or direction. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, on the side, she will give a bit of tips here and there. Mm. But she don't direct me um, on how to uh, come up with a case plan, how to help my client. I like that. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot, a lot of autom- autom- autonomy on my side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so that's good. great. Yeah, she's really giving space to really learn by herself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at this point, I mean, you're quite early on in your career, right? Mm. Um, what do you think is a good social worker? Like, what do you feel like a social worker should be providing for their clients? Because I feel like there's this idea that, oh, um, you want to give to your clients. Mm. But is that really everything that a social worker is supposed to do like are you supposed to empower your clients yeah what do you think about what a good social worker is okay i think there's many aspects to this so i think firstly like being able to actually make a connection with your client is very important Mm. because a lot of them come in with a lot of troubles and then they just want like a listening ear to just like really dish out everything yeah so you just there listen and then try to understand all 
like their perspective, what have they tried and mm. try to encourage them, mm. you know, like instill a bit of hope in them that, oh, actually there's still like um, other ways to get around their problems. Mm. Yeah. And then um, I think we also need to educate them, mm. like teach them what are the resources available, mm. uh, give them some advice because a lot of them come in with the mentality that I've tried everything, every single thing, like 100%. Mm. And I'm still at square one, mm. you know. So, yeah, we need to tell them like, oh, actually there are like other ways or maybe some of them don't even understand why are they um, in this problem? Why are they constantly in this like same situation? Mm. Why they cannot get out of it? Mm. Yeah, and I think the empowering part is... Uh, I think it depends on the capacity of the of the client. Mm. If they are able to write, usually I will get my client to do solve it by themselves. Mm. Yeah, but we guide them, tell them that oh, these are the resources. Then or oh, get them to like contact the companies, agencies, all this lah. Mm. Yeah, so um, I guess it's like a like how should I put it? Like um, like the. Workload is not just on the social worker themselves. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's just about getting the client to come on board and then help themselves to change. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's about you understanding their needs. Mm. Um and then you just guiding them in essentially, right? Mm. Like making sure that they know that it's their life still, but you are there to help them. That's a, that's a nice way of looking at it. Yeah. So, <laughs> we, so like, let's go back a bit. Let's go back into the past. Let's talk about how you got into social work in the first place because, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like your first choice when you went into uni. Mm-hmm. So, can we talk more about that? Can you talk more about that? Okay. So, um, when I'm supposed to choose, like, which uni to go to, uh, I know that I super love like voluntary work. So I wanted like a job that is like closest to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I found out about social work. And then when I told my parents, they were not very supportive. Because mm-hmm. they feel that uh, social workers, they earn very little. Mm-hmm. Um, and they it's a very, very dangerous job. Yeah, like to them, like they, they think that we'll be like, like counselling along, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then like maybe get stabbed by clients. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's quite bad. I don't know mm-hmm. where they get this kind of perception. Dramas yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I, at first I wanted to go SUSS, social work. Mm. But my parents say, no, cannot. Yeah, so I went to NUS and I took computing Without knowing anything. Mm. Yeah, so I took about... Uh, I took the course for one year. Then I was like, oh my god, this is like so not for me. Like, I feel so like depressed, mm. you know. It's, I just don't enjoy taking computing. Mm. Yeah, mm. so I decided to switch at the end of the year. Mm. Yeah, then I went to social work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but these are such different degrees though. Mm. Like, um, we have... Is it computer science it's called? Uh, I took information systems. Information systems. Yeah. Um, and then we have social work on the other hand. Um, since you've sort of been in both, how can you, can you make a comparison between both and what you don't really like about computing or information systems that you can find in social work? 
So what I don't like about information. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think firstly, <laughs> the, it requires me to be on a computer like 24-7. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, okay. A lot of coding, mm. which I don't enjoy. Like, I just cannot get coding, like mm. no matter how hard I try. Yeah, so social work, I mean, it's very different. You've got the human touch. You're like communicating with humans. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But communicating with humans is actually quite difficult <laughs> compared to the computer. Because computer you can control, but humans yeah, yeah. like yeah. unpredictable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So um and I think uh social work got a little bit of that voluntary work element that I like. Mm. Yeah, like helping people. Mm. Yeah, helping to solve. Yeah, so I, I don't know, I feel like I'm a bit like a a bit like a detective at the same time. Uh, yeah, finding out what's going on, trying to problem solve, yeah. investigating, yeah. Mm. So that's quite interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, what about managing per- perceptions by your parents? Because um, mm. you were saying how they they thought it was a really dangerous job. Mm. Um, and they also said that you not be earning as much. Like how did you manage that? Because your parents were not very approving of your choice. Mm, okay. So, actually, I switched to social work. Everything is confirmed already. Then I let my parents know. And <laughs> 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 you're just going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're going to make decisions for yourself. Mm. Yeah. Mm, but they were understanding... Mm. They it's just that they were still very wary about like what kind of clients will I meet, mm. uh, where will I work? Mm. Because some of the social uh social service agencies they um they are related to certain religion. Mm. Yeah, so they are quite concerned about that as well. I see. Yeah. But I did tell them that if it's really so dangerous, <laughs> there'll be a lot of like Social workers who are dead by now. <laughs> On the news yeah. report, like every day. Yeah, every day was a show. I mean, like, that's not happening. Uh. Yeah. yeah, and there's like definitely protocols in place mm. to make sure that we're all safe. Yeah. So um they were a little bit more reassured, but mm. then they're still still a bit afraid la, for my mm. safety like here and there I mean right now they will still like ask oh, how is your work do you meet any dangerous client you know, all <laughs> this so kind cute. of thing yeah mm. so I, I did share with them like some of the cases they're handling so that they will know that oh actually they're harmless <laughs> mm. yeah. I see, I see. yeah what about on your side though do you feel like um, you were at a quote unquote loss because you are not getting a chance to earn as much did that affect you? Mm. Actually, I, I feel that the pay is quite good. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I feel that the pay is quite good. I think it's about uh, managing the expect uh not expectation, but perception of what my relatives mm. perceive what social workers mm. does. Yeah. Because I um I think last you know, two years ago, like during Chinese New Year, when I told them that oh I'm I'm going to become a social worker, mm. then they are like, Oh yeah, it's a cheap label. That's what mm. they told straight in front of my parents' face. So that's why my parents are like I see, they I don't see. they don't really support me becoming a social worker. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. um hopefully the next Chinese New Year I can <laughs> let them know that oh I'm feeling <laughs> great, I'm doing good. <laughs> It's a wrong yeah. wrong impression, is it? Yes, yes. Are you comfortable 
with giving us like a range of how much a social worker can earn, then maybe like we can just educate our listeners as well mm. that it's not, you know, free, free labor or something. Okay, actually the salary can go to the, I think NCSS website. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. So all the salary, okay. whatever, which entry level. I want to go yeah. see now. <laughs> Do you have an idea? While we just Google it a little bit. Have an idea of like the, uh, about the pay? three three thousand plus. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So it's on par. I I feel oh that it's God. on par with other jobs. Hmm. Yeah. I don't actually know where it is. Is it salary guidelines? Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they have the whole list there. There's a lot of. Let me just Google. Um. Oh crap. Oh. <laughs> I'm a social worker. Uh, oh. Oh, so this... Okay, this is the highest. So I think the entry mm, level, right? I see, I see. Yeah, I think it's pretty on par with like normal degree. Like you graduate with a degree. I think like science, you know, pretty much earns <laughs> yeah, like that as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think it... It just goes to show like why is there such a misconception about the pay right, right. like uh. everybody just inherently thinks that for some reason that's true because that's they true. think that social workers into equals to volunteers mm. that's what my parents thought the first thing they asked me is like so is social workers are social workers volunteers are you guys mm. getting paid at all mm. yeah yeah I mean I, I study and do degree I'm not gonna go into the <laughs> job that pays me zero dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly sorry you can if you want to <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. But it's interesting uh, Actually, why people think this way. I'm also wondering, like, has it always been this case or did the field develop, like, over time to sort of pay their graduates, like, this amount? Because I, I, I'm not sure, like, in my, in my head also, to be honest, like, I thought that, okay, maybe they don't earn as much. And also the, the faculty of social work is a faculty. Um, Social science. Uh, so, uh, it's under arts. Mm, okay. Social science. Is that relatively new as well? Or has it always been there? Like the course for social work? I'm, I'm not sure. I think Do you the know? course, from my understanding, my supervisor shared with me that uh, at that time, social work students need to take double degree. Double oh, major. Okay. So, soci and social work. Because uh, they complement each other. Mm. And then eventually, I mean, it got split. Uh, yeah, uh, so, you can just take one. Is that yeah. recently? Actually, I'm not very sure about that. I see. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah because then again, like, where's the perception coming from? Right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think you're right. It's the idea that you're doing voluntary work mm. or like, you're, you're just giving away your own free time mm. to help other people. Which, why are we looking down on voluntary yeah, work? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with helping people. Right. And you do a lot of voluntary work also, right? Mm. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it's like Western influence of like what the perception of social workers are. Because I remember watching this, this series there was a social worker in the series and then I think they weren't earning a lot as social workers. Mm. Maybe it's maybe it's another system that we confuse with, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. Oh, speaking about that, it reminded me of this movie that I watched mm. with my parents. So, mm. it's about, um, I think it's a com- that 
the actor is a community worker or social worker. Mm. Yeah, and then they have to go around to help the people. And then I think the movie maybe dramatized a bit. So there was a lot of gory scene, blood mm. So maybe that's why that's where my parents get yeah. all this perception from. It's it's quite funny. Yeah. Like is is that the purpose of I don't know, entertainment. It's really just like picking out extreme cases and then just mm. making it seem like it, it's like a romanticized idea of what social workers do. Yeah. They might save, I don't know, people <laughs> in more and more difficult, difficult oh, sorry, situations. Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting idea to be honest. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What I also want to know is like when you were leaving com, sci, com science, information systems, mm. did, did your like other batchmates ask you like why are you going to social work Mm, my few close friends did ask me oh why is there such a drastic change Mm -hmm. yeah but mm, they were supportive Mm -hmm. yeah they they understand that computing is really not something that I want to do Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah so yeah so they were quite quite supportive about it I think computing is also... I feel like with computing, right, it has become so popular these past few years. Everybody's like, oh, everybody should learn how to code. Yes. So people are like, yeah, that's a good career. I'll just go there. Like, it'll be the best career for me. It's going to make me bucks. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, why? No, you don't all have to code. Like, you (laughs) can just have, like, the people who want to code, code. Like, you don't have to, like, kill yourself and learn how to code if you don't want to. Mm. Yeah. But some people are motivated by purpose. Some people are motivated by money. That's mm. true. Which is, there's nothing wrong with nothing it. Wrong with it yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, you so do, if you are motivated mm. by money, then I think you would do well. Mm. Yeah, in that field. Mm. But recently we spoke to another mm. guy who's doing some software or systems engineering. He's doing systems yeah, engineering. So we spoke to someone who was doing systems engineering. Mm. Um, he really, really enjoys it. I think mm. he told us that he started off with the understanding that it's an up-and-coming skill. Mm. But as he went into it, he realized that it's it's a very creative space, mm. you know, because each piece of code is like a Lego piece. So, like, he's just building up a house, like a Lego house. Um, and then he enjoys just sitting down there and problem-solving. Mm. Yeah, but... Yeah, I guess he really finds value mm. in that skill, but that is him, that is not you. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's different for different people. And mm. he did say that now um, getting into like this type of fields is getting more competitive. Mm. Yes, so definitely. they really want like the best of the best because yeah. everybody's getting into it, like I said. Mm. So yeah, it's it's getting really tough. So thank God you went to social work. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> So you have a like a family business, and um, from what I understand, you're the only child. Do you feel the pressure to to just I don't know take over the family business because you're the only child? Yeah, and it's not just pressure from parents; it's pressure from extended family members, um, pressure from friends. Even my friends are asking me like, "Oh, are you going to take over the business? You're the only child. Mm. It's very wasted if your dad just closed down business." And mm. I'm just like, <laughs> "Okay, I'll maybe just give it a try." Mm. Yeah, but what does take over the business really mean? Are you supposed to do the cooking as well? Or are you just taking over like in a business sense? Um, I would say taking over the business sense, but I think it's very important 
to start from basics. Mm. From like how to choose the ingredients. Uh, oh, this is very important. That's a great point. Um, choose imp- uh, the ingredients, then hiring the right workers, mm. um, knowing like how to how to cook, mm. knowing the secret recipe. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and the job scope of each uh worker. Yeah. And actually my dad um gave me an advice. He said that if you really want to work, you start from being a uh what's that? Dish washer. Mm. The washer, yes. Mm. Yeah, then you collect the dishes, then mm. you start from the basics. Then mm. you can really see how the different workers um with different like job scope interact. Yeah. That's like really good advice it in my is, opinion. Yeah. yeah. You really get to experience the whole business and like every part, you know, that it entails. Yeah, and that's why I'm quite hesitant. Because if if I really go in, I really need to start from like zero. Yeah. Like from the bottom. Mm. And whether I have the time to do mm. so. Yeah, and now I'm in a relationship, I need to, you know, give some time <laughs> to my partner. Yeah. Mm. And then if if I really work Mm. And my dad shot it will probably be on the weekends already. Mm. Yeah. So that's like seven days a week or fourteen. Yeah. If you make if it makes you happy, sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're talking about time and how busy you are. Um again I, I heard from Shiva that like you have a lot of projects going on. Yeah. Can you describe for us some of the projects and then like like why doing it is important to you? Hmm. Um, <laughs> so right now I'm planning a mental health idea ton. So it's basically like a hackathon. Mm. Yeah, my mental health edition. So where participants to come can come together to learn more about uh mental health and mm. see how we can fill in certain gaps in the services that. Mm. Yeah, and I I feel that voluntary work is a very important part of my life. Mm. Yeah, because it's like. A space for me to be to get creative, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, and it complements my work also. I see. Yeah. So now, actually, the voluntary work that I'm doing now, right, is mm. there's a lot of planning um involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking of going back to just volunteering on the ground, mm. Mm. like interacting with like residents and stuff. I see. Yeah, and I think because of my work, it has kind of impact like how I see certain social issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm trying to shop this, like what kind of voluntary work I want to be involved in. Mm-hmm. Is it like the grassroots kind mm-hmm. or is it like more like planning kind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of like the social issues yeah. have you started to notice? Notice that uh, I oh. think um, because right now I'm handling a lot of housing cases, yeah, homeless cases. Mm. Yeah, so homelessness is something that I'm starting to gain like more knowledge about mm-hmm. how all the all the various agencies actually come in to help just one client. Mm. Yeah, so um, yeah, but I think I'm still exploring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's just see down the line. Because it sounds right now you're still exploring the idea of like what kind of help you're, you want to give, right? Mm. You're not exactly sure whether you want to do event planning. Uh, mm. Have you considered management? Management? Uh, mm, not 
Not really. Mm. Yeah. You prefer to be on the ground with yeah, your clients. Yeah, I think I would want to go back to that. Mm. Yeah. Is it because like now with social work also, you're doing a lot of the the back-end stuff, uh, the management stuff and all that? Mm. I would say... Mm, actually, I think it's a good mix of both. Okay. Social work, like the administrative stuff. There's a lot of paperwork actually mm. <laughs> that people don't know about. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, working with clients directly, going to home visits mm. to see the situation they are in. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm still... Because I'm, I feel like I'm at this like confusion and like exploring kind of stage that what... Like, where do I want to give my time yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I think a few months down, I think I would figure it out. Mm. Yeah. Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you feel like people know enough about social issues? Because I feel like, for example, homelessness, I don't feel like a lot of people are aware about it. Do you feel like there's a need for like social agencies? I'm not sure if that's what it's called. Um to really raise awareness about what Singaporeans are facing. Because I feel like not enough people know about it. Mm. Yeah. I think that here and there, mm. there are like talks conducted by social service agencies. So it's like via Zoom. Mm. Um, I think right now there's a lot of advocacy for mental health. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for, for homelessness, actually I'm not sure about that. Mm. Like I've never attended a talk that's like, related to homelessness yeah mm. i i do think that there's some awareness like that there's homelessness uh happening in singapore but the extent the severity of it like maybe not many people would know yeah yeah i agree yeah. i i also don't really like i think about homelessness and you think about like maybe the few old people that you've seen around mm. like sleeping in a coffee shop or something mm. but I'm sure you have encountered a lot more and you know, like, the real, like, extent of the issue in Singapore. Mm. Yeah. Um, actually, how long have you been working with, like, homeless cases? Actually, I just started working. Mm. Yeah. For, like, one month plus only. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I've already encountered several, mm. several cases and I'm actually quite shocked. Mm. Like, I didn't know that it was so common mm. and we're just working with a specific area in Singapore can you imagine if you add out the whole of Singapore together mm. that's quite scary yeah yeah. and when we tried to apply for accommodation the waiting list is actually quite long it's like for like a few months mm. yeah so you can kind of cage already like how many people are actually mm. homeless yeah so when you talk about accommodation is it like there's a specific place where um, the government houses these people? Yeah, there's like shelters and then mm-hmm. there's also like um, the government has been working with um, some uh, religious institutions where they open up like churches or mosques mm. for the homeless people to sleep at night. So in the morning, they have to evacuate that mm. the area. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But like going... Like, going back to you, since we've been talking a little bit about, like, social issues instead, um, can you try to describe what your experience has been so far? Again, like, we understand you just started working, mm. but 
you've been doing voluntary work for a very long time. Mm. Now, what about that experience do you like? Other than like you understanding that, oh, it's something that's important to you. Um, I'll give an example. So um, I have a friend who works at a funeral home. Mm-hmm. And to her, being a part of a person's death really makes her feel more human. Because you experience how the families grieve. Mm. You experience how to um how to work with a family who just lost someone. Yeah. So what about you? Like in all your all the voluntary work that you've been doing, mm. what have you learned that is important to you about the process? Mm. Okay, to me, um the important part is instilling hope mm. in the beneficiaries. So it's not something that's like super like grand or great, but like it, it can be as simple as talking to a isolated elderly mm. to let them know that hey actually you still have friends. Mm-hmm. You know that you have someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are here to listen to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it can be as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess instilling hope. But right now when it comes to more of uh events management planning kind of role mm. yeah I'm also like asking myself like what kind of impact I'm creating mm. yeah that's why I'm still that's why I mentioned I'm still in an exploration stage la. yeah yeah so yeah I think that's basically about it mm. I see um I, I, I don't know if like we're gonna get anything out of this because <laughs> as in like um, this next question I mean um but do you feel like the need to or the one to help someone stems from um your experiences when you were younger did like did you feel like um you saw like a role model help a lot of people and you wanted to be like this role model or do you feel like maybe you you were experiencing a couple of events in your life that felt like um you don't want someone to ever feel this way i don't know what what is what stems at your one to help people Okay, want to help people. Mm. Okay, I... Okay, maybe I'll share the... Um, when I was... After JC, right? Mm. So, there were like eight months long break. Mm. Yeah, so I actually went to... Um, volunteer at Keeping Hope Alive. Okay. Yeah, so I think every month, they go to different areas in Singapore to do door knocks. And mm. they also do like paintings, renovation, cleaning of houses, mm. kind of thing. Yeah. So when I went there, that was the very first time I saw a rental flat. Mm. Mm. And I got a shock on my life. Mm. I didn't know that rental flats, uh, flats look so a little bit more rundown. Mm. And some of their living condition is quite bad. It's like super cluttered. And some of them have a lot of cockroaches. Like you can see it just running around and mm-hmm. they don't they don't even bother like cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I got shocked and that was when I started to get more curious mm-hmm. about this like so called mm-hmm. other side of Singapore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um the more I went, the more the more I learned that there's actually a lot of a lot of issues that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Singapore is this, like, perfect little red dot. Yeah. yeah. But, like, through my voluntary work, I feel like there's, like, so many holes. Like, mm. it's like a red cheese, a piece of red cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... And then, that was also the first time I found out that Singapore got drug cases. Mm. Oh, I was very sure. I'm, like, this, like, sheltered little girl. <laughs> I think there's a lot of us, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I got... I was very shocked. 
yeah, when I saw like drug cases, and then like people are taking food from uh receiving food rations, mm. all these kind of things. Mm. Like I didn't know that all this stuff exists in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, and then I met um the founder of Keeping Hope Alive, Fionn Hua. Mm. So I was very very inspired by her. She's mm. like one of my role model. Yeah, so she is very very selfless. Yeah, so she will like. She'll make sure that she's always there on Sunday. Mm. So even if she go on holiday, right, she will go either after after the voluntary work and then come back on Saturday. Mm. Or be, just make sure she's there. Oh, she's wow. there. Sometimes when she has fever, she still go down. Yeah, so I really feel very um inspired by her dedication. Yeah. And that's why I I actually wanted um to become like a successful like businesswoman yes. and also um inspire others mm. to do good. Mm. That's like my life mission also. Mm. Yeah. So I really, really look up to her and I really want to become like her. Mm. Yeah. Why does like being a business woman like how does that come in the equation? Is it because like as a businesswoman you'll have like a bigger capital or mm. is it just because yeah, yeah, how does that come into like the equation? Okay, because I feel that as a when I say businesswoman, I mean mm. like a owner of my own business. Mm. Yeah, because I feel that as an owner, you have the flexibility to um explore what you want to do mm. and what are the kind of social impact you want to create. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, so you got you are the one steering like, the direction. Mm. Yeah, and. I do want to work on certain areas. Yeah. That's why I think being a businesswoman would fit. Yeah. I see. But can I just ask, uh, you mean like within the social work sphere or outside also? Uh, I would say social enterprise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell us more about social enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, social enterprise. Uh, I've not tried it. Mm. Yeah, but I have... Uh, I was enrolled in a in a module mm. that uh, where I learned more about social enterprise and I managed to have a chance to work with a social service agency mm. to start up a social enterprise for them. Uh. Oh. Yeah, so it was a very interesting experience. Yeah, because usually when you talk about social enterprise, um, you look at both the profits. As well as the social impact, right? Mm. But for social service agency, usually they are they focus more on the social impact. They don't really look at the importance right. of like profits mm. because that is not something that, um, I mean they will naturally look at la. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I think social enterprise is something that's very interesting because you need to balance both sides. Yeah. The finance and the social impact. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I do have a thought to turn my dad's business into a social enterprise. Yeah, I think that could work. Yeah, yeah. but I think it would be quite challenging. It's interesting, but it would be challenging. Mm. Yeah, so to see how. I'm sure you're someone, <laughs> as a Capricorn person, I'm yeah. sure you can Strong take on build, any challenge. Stubborn, you know, Stubborn, if you want yeah. it, you're yes. going to get it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but it sounds really possible, to be honest. Like, if you really... Um, want to convert your dad's business or maybe maybe you can look at it as an upgrade you know you're just developing your dad's business into something else mm-hmm. um, which just 
uh, encompasses your values, I guess, and what you want to do. I think that's a great idea. Mm. I think during COVID, so there are a lot of like hawker places that mm. help by giving like free food yeah. to some people who really needed it and stuff like that. Mm. But of course, this for you, it'll be on a bigger scale, I think. Mm. Yeah. Have you thought about maybe, um, I think a lot of places also help by hiring um, people who are less easily hired? Like, like yellow ribbon. Oh, okay. Maybe Is yellow it, ribbon like as well. Inclusive hiring practices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've thought of that, but I think I should take baby steps. Mm, yeah. yeah, so... Um, I think starting a business with a social impact first, then if it's stabilized, mm. then maybe I can look at hiring uh people from uh me with different backgrounds, different diversity. Mm. Yeah. 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 Because I think that takes a lot of effort because you need to really understand your yeah. employees. Mm. Like for example, if they are wheelchair bound, then you must make sure your place is wheelchair accessible. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're hiring, like, maybe people with disability, maybe mm. you need to change some of the cooking methods. Mm. You need to buy special equipments for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so this is something that, that will take a while. La. Mm. Yeah. But I like that idea. I like the idea of, like, um, just taking your expertise, or soon-to-be expertise, <laughs> in social work and then using it in another space, you know, like in business, for example. Uh, and then build the idea and see where it goes. That's cool. It is. Yeah. yeah. I'll be so excited if you actually do this in the future. Mm. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we ask this one? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to read it. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> it just got like so weird. How much do your parents' ideals of what life should be like influence your decisions in life? Oh, okay, this is a very good question. Actually, it affects um, many aspects of my life. Mm. Like, um, other than career, mm-hmm. I think another thing is um, housing. Yeah, because right now, me and my boyfriend, we are going to be TO. Mm. So they do, like, give... Um, advice on which areas to get. <laughs> um, whether you should get resale, you know all these mm. kind of things. So they have a certain ideal lah. Yeah, and also, I'm not sure. I maybe parenting as well. Oh, no. that's a that's a big one though. Yeah, because yeah. my mom is, she's a bit like a tiger mom. <laughs> so I mean. Um, she does emphasize a lot on, um, grades, yeah, and like don't you need to be hardworking, all these kind of things. And mm. sometimes she use physical pun. She does use physical punishment, mm. yeah. So, um, she has dropped some hints here and there <laughs> on like how I should parent my child. Wow, that's yeah. very early. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I haven't married yet. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I think managing their expectations is actually quite difficult. Mm. Like, um, like recently we are planning our wedding, right? Mm. Yeah, so they are using their many years ago the wedding, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
no. How they got married and then they, they kind of want us to kind of follow like mm. a Chinese banquet, invite all your friends, all your relatives, you know, mm. this is going to be a huge, yeah. huge wedding. Then because to them, um, this is a happy event, right? Mm. Yeah, so you should invite as many people as possible. Mm. Yeah, so the venue, the cuisine, you know, they want like abalone, mm. shark fin, all this kind of thing. Yeah, so so it, it can be quite challenging uh, managing like, mm. both sides' of expectations. Yeah. Mm. Do, you, do you say no? Usually, I will listen to their advice, but then I will just go according to what... <laughs> uh, what... Uh, me and my fiance discuss mm. lah. Mm. Yeah, and they are okay with that. They they do need some time to um, digest the information <laughs> or <laughs> decisions. Mm. Yeah, see, kind of like how you went into social work. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. This is where the stubbornness come in. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because as parents, they will definitely think that. They have been through a lot. Mm. So they, they kind of know what's out there, what's good for us. Mm. You know, I, I don't know that they come from, they come with good intentions. Lah. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of An Open Invitation. We know that life can feel very lonely and we hope that through these conversations, you will be able to find some comfort in knowing that many others feel the same way. Join us next week as we delve into the thoughts of someone new. You can find us on AOIPodSG on Instagram or Twitter. That is AOIPODSG. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts.